Welcome to the Disney Park Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and this is episode number 59. Sorry this episode is a day late, but I decided I would rather get it done today and have it be better than try to rush it yesterday and post something that wasn't quite ready. But I'm here and ready to share some Disney Park magic. Today we're going to be talking about the deluxe resorts at Walt Disney World. They've always been something that have sparked interest to me and there are so many resorts in Disney World sometimes you might be wondering what ones to pick or with the deluxe resorts what makes them deluxe are they worth the extra money that's what we're going to talk about very very soon but before we do that there is plenty in my Disney news bulletin so let's jump right in First up, Disneyland California has announced when they are opening their Avengers Campus. So they are the first park to have the Avengers Campus ready to be open very soon. It's going to be open on June 4th, so about a month after they reopen, which is April 30th. So this new area, when it opens, it's going to have kind of two levels of opening. The first level will be the new web slinger attraction which is to do with spider-man they're going to have a quick service location based on ant-man and then there's going to be meet and greet socially distanced with marvel characters such as black widow you know i'm not very great with marvel characters so i'm not even going to try and list more and also there's going to be plenty of marvel merchandise but there is going to be another attraction in the avengers campus so that will be opening at a different date but i'm not really sure what that's going to be yet as well speaking of disneyland there are some things that you might want to know about the reopening so some things it's going to be pretty similar to disney world as we already spoke about with the rules and regulations but there's a couple of things that you might want to know so first of all rise of resistance will be reopening when the park opens and it's going to be having a similar virtual queue system to Walt disney world with two different times to try and snag a boarding pass so that's going to be the same thing there also will be meet and greets but with socially distanced characters so again a bit well disney world has done more cavalcades than socially distanced meet and greets but california are going to be doing socially distanced characters so you might be able to see some of the pixar characters in pixar pier and that kind of thing and also something else that you might want to know is that although majority of the major rides will be open some of them will not be open you can find a full list of this on their website but just to give you an example jungle cruise will not be open buzz lightyear astro blasters will not be open the storybook land canal boats not open finding nemo submarine voyage mini and mickey's houses will not be open the golden zephyr and grizzly river run among other things so if you want to make sure your favorite ride is open make sure you check out the list before you make plans Next, let's move over to Walt Disney World, where I've also got a little bit of news. So first up, in the Magic Kingdom Park, we've seen a couple of new characters introduced that are more rare that you wouldn't typically see. So Moana has been spotted in the Fantasy Friends cavalcade. Now Moana, we hardly ever get to see, so that's really exciting. And then we're also gonna be seeing Mulan in the Princess cavalcade. Mulan is hardly ever seen, except in the China Pavilion and 
Epcot. So that's also really cool. We don't know how long they're gonna be in the cavalcades because they like to change it up at Disney, but for now you can catch these two feisty ladies right there in Magic Kingdom. As well, Walt Disney World has a new updated mask policy regarding outdoor photos. So before you used to have to wear your mask all the time, indoor or outdoor, unless you were stationary and eating slash drinking. However, now they've decided that if you are outside and you are appropriately distanced from other guests, you may remove your facial covering to take pictures. However, if you wanna take pictures inside, you must leave your mask on. Last but not least in Walt Disney World, some very interesting cocktails on the menu at Beach Club's Martha's Vineyard Lounge. Now, if you're a fan of sweets and candies, you might love these. First up is the Jelly Bean Cocktail. This is a cocktail that's made with blueberry acai vodka or acai vodka and some pavan liqueur. And there's also little jelly beans floating around in there too. They also have a cotton candy mimosa, which is a little bit more simple. It's just Prosecco with candy floss or cotton candy as you call it in the US, whacked on top. So if you've got a sweet tooth, then maybe you would love these. Now let's talk a little bit about Mia's Connect 2022. So as we know, well, Disney World said they will be stopping the Magical Express service by the end of 2021, the beginning of 2022, and people were unsure if there was going to be a replacement. Now, technically it isn't a replacement because it will not be free, but Mia's, who are actually the contract behind Disney's Magical Express, are going to be offering a service called Mia's Connect, which will connect guests from the airport to the Disney Resort and the Disney area. It will be a paying service, but they haven't released prices supposedly they will release more information in the summer of this year so we'll keep you posted on that now finally my last piece of news is from disneyland paris i love disneyland paris you all know that and they are going through a castle refurbishment so actually nine french companies have come together to help make this refurbishment happen and one of these companies is les bras frères and they are famous for restorations to other famous french monuments so they don't take these kind of things lightly they're going to be updating the turrets the tiles the carpentry to make it a little bit more up-to-date and more quote sparkly for when it reopens. I saw a few pictures it's looking really nice that gold is looking super gold the tiles are looking really blue and sparkly so I think it's gonna be a nice little touch to make the park even more special after its hiatus. Right let's talk now about the deluxe resorts over at Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World website, there are eight resorts that are considered deluxe within Disney property. Now, when I say deluxe, what does that mean? Typically, deluxe resorts will have better transportation options to Disney parks and other locations. They will also have table service options. Some of them have signature dining experiences too. They will have 
bigger rooms typically per square foot than other moderate and value resorts. As well, you will have interior hallway entry to your rooms, whereas a lot of moderate and value resorts have doors on the outside, a bit like a motel style vibe. So some people think that feels a bit more luxe. Generally speaking, deluxe resorts will have more attention to detail. They will have more and better amenities and perhaps better service. So I'm gonna break down for you these eight deluxe resorts. Now bear in mind, these are the creme de la creme resorts. They are expensive and most people, including myself, are not gonna be able to afford these for a long Disney World trip. But if it's on your bucket list or if you are going to go on a Disney trip where you're going all out and you're ready to splurge, this is the place you can find out what of these deluxe resorts are the best, the worst, the most suitable for what you want and need to make sure that when you are spending those extra dollars, you're not wasting them. So let's dive in. We'll start with the Animal Kingdom Lodge because this one is considered the cheaper option of the deluxe resorts. Now the Animal Kingdom Lodge has an African theme. It is built as part of a 43 acre wildlife reserve that has 30 plus species of animal. Now you can see zebra, antelope, giraffe, possibly from your very own room, providing you pay for that savannah view. So let's talk about the good and the bad here. So let's begin with the good. The theme, it is very impressive. In fact, Animal Kingdom Lodge has a huge collection of African art, including a 16 foot mask, which is the first of its kind to ever leave Nigeria. As well as this, they have lots of cultural programs going on at the hotel, including a cultural exchange program where real residents from Africa come over for a year to talk about their experience, their lifestyles, and they share stories with guests. There's also things going on such as African drumming, and a lot of their restaurants showcase African cuisine, which is really cool. They do have a signature restaurant on site called Jiko. There's also a couple other options like Sanaa, which has the famous bread service, and Boma, which is a buffet. So what is the negative of this resort then? It sounds pretty great. Well, all of these are great, but we have to be nitty gritty here. Animal Kingdom is perhaps one of the most inconvenient for location. It is relatively close to Animal Kingdom Park, but all the other parks, all the other resorts, all the other things like Disney Springs, it's a bit of a schlep. And the only option you're gonna have are buses. As well as this, like I said, the rooms are slightly smaller. You will only get that savannah view if you pay the extra money. So it means you have to pay more than just a standard room to guarantee that. So I guess for this resort, you have to think, do I want the theme and the immersion of feeling like I'm in the Africa savannah or do I want convenience? Next up, let's talk about the Polynesian. This was my obsession. This is where I wanted to stay for my honeymoon, but alas, it didn't happen. So the Polynesian, as you can imagine, is inspired by Polynesia, Hawaii, beautiful islands. So this is actually one of the two original hotels that opened with Walt Disney World in the 70s. And it actually has a time capsule inside a kukui nut tree, which is a native Hawaiian tree which was shipped over especially for this hotel. It was originally gonna be a 12-story building, but instead they decided on this design to make it feel more island-like and more authentic. 
Now, Polynesian Resort has lots of great food options. You can get Dole Whip here. You can get great cocktails at Trader Sam's. They have sushi. They have that Tonga toast that everybody loves. Not to mention they have Ohana, which is the Lilo and Stitch themed buffet style restaurant. And then if that wasn't enough, they also have their very own luau show called the Spirit of Aloha. So there's lots going on here entertainment wise and food wise. Also, they have great transportation. You are a monorail away from Magic Kingdom, from Epcot, also the other resorts on the monorail like um, Grand Floridian and Contemporary. You also have the rest of them, you know, right there on the buses for the other two parks. So what's the downside to Polynesian? Not gonna lie, I don't see one except the price tag. Polynesian is often voted one of the best deluxe resorts just because it's such beautiful theme, it's proximity to the two key parks that a lot of people visit for, and because there's fun sandy beaches, fun Disney themed restaurants, what more could you ask for? Third, let's talk about Grand Floridian. This is perhaps the most expensive deluxe resort and it's also considered the flagship resort to Walt Disney World. This is super fancy. The design is kind of Victorian, I would say. It's a beautiful white building with that kind of reddy pink terracotta roof. Now, this one also has a lot of fine dining, including Victoria and Albert's, which is basically Michelin starred super fancy restaurant that's right there on property but they also have a lot of fun character dining options with not so typical characters you can see mary poppins alice and wonderland all kinds of things the ugly sisters there's a lot of fun things going on there there's live music playing in the lobby and they have an art gallery which has the original maps of florida from 1755 all the way up until the railroad tycoon henry made his maps of the railways. There's lots of cool, I guess, history in there as well. Rumor has it is that also Grand Floridian is the only resort in Disney World to do a turndown service with a chocolate every night. Grand Floridian also has different things going on throughout the year, like those Easter eggs I was talking about a couple of episodes ago. They also do stuff at Christmas, like the gingerbread houses. It's definitely a beautiful resort and Again, it's one of the monorail resorts, so you're super close to Magic Kingdom and Epcot and the other monorail resorts. Next up, let's talk about Wilderness Lodge. I also love Wilderness Lodge. I went there to eat. It has lovely food. Whispering Canyon Cafe is super fun. They have delicious bison burgers. Highly recommend. Wilderness Lodge it's actually inspired by another place in Yellowstone called Old Faithful Inn. It's got that kind of wood cabin vibe. It's got really, really lovely attention to detail, lots of cool art. And they actually have two 55 foot totem poles that were hand carved right there in their lobby, as well as a huge working fireplace. So the Wilderness Lodge, although it seems like it's a bit secluded because you do feel like you're generally in the wilderness, the transportation again is pretty good. It's typically, they have boats and they have buses, but I don't think you're sharing with any other resort. So it's quite direct and speedy to get to the places you need to go. If you want to feel 
a bit more at one with nature during your trip, this would be a good pick because like I said, it feels like you're in nature but you're relatively close to all the action and all the magic. It's a bit more chilled in my opinion. I felt it was very relaxed there but I could be wrong. But I do think this is a really, really nice resort. We're gonna push the next two resorts kind of together because they're brother-sister resorts, the Beach Club and the Yacht Club. They have a very similar theme. They're inspired by New England. So you can think Maine, Cape Cod, lighthouses, baby blue, all that kind of stuff. Now, perhaps the most desired thing that these resorts have is Stormalong Bay, the best pool arguably in Walt Disney World. It's more of like a mini water park with a lazy river, pools, slides. In fact, it's 750,000 gallons of water and actually the biggest sand bottomed pool in the world. As well as this great slide and water park combo, they also have some really great dining options. The Beach Club has Beaches and Cream, which is a fan favorite because they have that kitchen sink, ice cream challenge, they have sandwiches and it's kind of fun themed in there. Over at the Yacht Club, you've got another signature restaurant called the Yapman Steakhouse. Now there's a few differences between the two. So what might you need to know? Typically, they say that the beach club has a more family-friendly vibe, whereas the yacht club seems a bit more stuffy. I don't know, a bit more older. I mean, this theme isn't typically very childlike. It is New England. It's like a beachy side of the <laughs> side of the sea town. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not really a child theme. So if you want something that's more magical you might want to pick another resort but this one is just very beautiful also the beach club has no balconies for their rooms whereas the yacht club does have balconies if that matters to you perhaps you'd prefer the yacht club transportation wise they are both very convenient you can walk to epcot and hollywood studios the other two you will need to take bus and other transportation but the fact that you can walk to two of the four resorts is fantastic not to mention they're also close to the boardwalk which has lots of other restaurants and entertainment so if you want a great location these could be a really good pick next let's talk about the contemporary perhaps one of the most sought after deluxe resorts just because it's the only resort which allows you to walk to magic kingdom you can walk to magic kingdom so that's really exciting and that's a huge perk for a lot of people as well as it being on the monorail which means you can get to epcot and you can get to the other resorts now the thing about the contemporary is that it's not very interesting it doesn't have a really thrilling theme like some of the other resorts do it's very kind of basic it's sleek it's modern but it's not really joyful in my opinion which is why it never really spoke out to me in comparison to other deluxe resorts that said though the contemporary does offer things like you can get a view of the park potentially from your room you could see the fireworks from your room if you're lucky they also have some nice food options including a signature restaurant california grill and they have chef mickey which is a very popular character dining experience in the contemporary fun fact 
They have a 90-foot floor-to-ceiling ceramic mural, which was created by the Imagineer May Blair, who is also responsible for Small World, which you know has a very distinctive art style. So next time you go there, see if you can pick out some similarities in the ride and the mural. Now, Contemporary was also one of the original resorts to open with Walt Disney World. So I think that's another thing that a lot of people like about it because it's kind of nostalgic. But I would say Contemporary is great if you are going to Walt Disney World with the intention of going to Magic Kingdom an awful lot because you just cannot beat the convenience. But if you want that theme, um, and that's part of the reason you're going for a deluxe resort, then this probably isn't the best pick. Lastly, we're going to talk about the Boardwalk Inn. Now, this one is inspired by the Carnival, Coney Island, that kind of vibe. Now, this one is really fun. It's colourful. A lot of people love this resort, again, because it's very convenient. You can walk to Epcot and Hollywood Studios from the Boardwalk Inn, and you're also right there next to the Boardwalk, as you can imagine, which means you've got access to plenty of food. There's bars like Jelly Rolls, the Boardwalk Bakery, Chattoria Al Forno, and there's also a signature restaurant there called The Flying Fish. However, the Boardwalk Inn, some people think the theme is too garish because it is carnival, like merry-go-round. They have that nasty clown pool, which is being refurbished now though, but still there's that kind of theme that some people just don't like. Another thing that people don't like about the Boardwalk is that yes, there's food and entertainment right there, but it's not technically in your resort. The Boardwalk itself is open for everyone. So some people feel like it feels a bit less exclusive because it's not just for you at your resort. So if that kind of thing bothers you as well, perhaps that might be an issue. But again, if you're looking for convenience to get to lots of places, this is a really, really good pick. So generally speaking, I think whatever deluxe resort you go for, you're probably not gonna be disappointed because all of them have such wonderful themes and attention to detail, great dining options. And if you are gonna flash that cash and spend the extra money on an experience, you really need to think what's more important to you. Do you want delicious dining? Do you want a really banging theme? Or are you all about the convenience of being next to the park you wanna go to? If your biggest park is Hollywood Studios, you're probably gonna to wanna to stay in one of the places where you can walk to Hollywood Studios. If you're all about Magic Kingdom, then you wanna be in one of those monorail resorts. So you really have to think about where you're gonna be spending the majority of your time, I think, because if you're gonna spend the extra money on a hotel, that's one of the most important things, proximity to where you want to be. Just in case you were wondering, if I was able to choose a deluxe resort for a trip, I would either go for Polynesian or Grand Floridian. For me, they are the best of the best, but that's just my personal opinion. I'd be happy with a stay in any of these, to be perfectly honest. hope you enjoyed the little breakdown of the deluxe resorts at Walt Disney World. If you have any things to add or you want to talk about your experience at one of the deluxe resorts, feel free to write in to DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com. Now let's round out today's episode with my Disney fact of the day. Disney's 
1942 film Bambi could have had a completely different feel to it. Initially, Thumper, the lovable rabbit, wasn't going to be a main character, and there was also going to be another character in the film that never was put in there. Apparently, Bambi was going to almost step on a grasshopper, a cranky grasshopper, and he was going to be a lead character in the film. Recently, on the 75th anniversary, Walt Disney Studios released some of the artwork for this grasshopper that didn't quite make the cut. So if you're interested, just head to Google, write in Disney's Bambi Grasshopper, and you can see some of the artwork. It's pretty cute. That's all for episode 59. Thank you for joining me. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be back next week with more Disney magic. Should be on Monday, not Tuesday. So until then, stay curious. <laughs>